It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelands, Evelyn and Carrie. Love Talking Today with Joanne Doyle. Thank you, Gavin. Oh, what a wonderful day this is for us. Is it a good day for you, Gavin? Yes, yes, yes. In the <laughs> studio is my sweet, sweet, sweet friend, Miss Carrie. And we are Love Talking Today from Austin, Texas, The Bridge. And the bridge is what we know the Lord Jesus has built or the Father has built between us and himself Mm -hmm. uh, because Jesus is our bridge to heavenly things and earthly things, and we're excited to enjoy that. Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. So great to be in studio with you today. I tell you what, listening friends, I don't know if we mentioned, uh, but Miss Evelyn just recently had a birthday, (laughs) and she is 88 years young, and Mm -hmm. I just pray that in my next 30 years that I am able to do 40 years, that I am able to do half the work that Miss Evelyn has done to further the kingdom of Christ and love on people. Miss Evelyn, you are an absolute joy. I thank God for you every single day and happy belated birthday to you, (laughs) Queen of Love Talk. Uh, She's been doing this show for 35 years and just what an absolute joy it is to be here with you, Miss Evelyn, as always. I absolutely have been blown away by our series, Women in the Word, and now we are discussing women of the Word. And we're able to interview women that are impacting the kingdom of Christ and just exploring these amazing women um, that are current and are today and are doing things for the kingdom. Our key verse today, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 2 Verses 6 and 7. Well, Miss Evelyn, I know you're incredibly busy. You've got um, National Day of Prayer coming up. Tell us about what's going on with you. Well, it is exciting. Just I was a little late late getting here today because the phone is ringing off the wall. We've got Charlie Duke, who is a former astronaut uh, that walked on the moon. And he was the only one that left a picture there of his family. Oh, wow. Of a family. uh, To let anybody that may be. Know, know that he was married and had children, uh, but he was not a Christian at the time. And uh, when he came after that experience, God began to draw him in, in powerful ways. And so we are excited about him. Governor Greg Abbott will issue our proclamation for the whole state of Texas, and then there'll be events all week. We'll feed uh, all the military Camp Mabry on Wednesday. If you're a veteran or you know a veteran, bring them over that day. It'll, it'll be a wonderful event. Then on Thursday, we'll have the Capitol event, and um, uh, Senator Donna Campbell is our new uh, coordinator for that, and we're excited about it. So that whole week is in the making because the phone is ringing off the wall. And well, those dates for our listening friends are Monday, April the 29th, is our Governor's Prayer Breakfast, and that's at 6.30 a.m. at the Doubletree Hotel with Governor Abbott and uh, Charlie Duke, our speaker. And then on Wednesday, May the 1st, is the event at Camp Mabry, and that is always just a wonderful time of prayer and celebration. And then Thursday is actually 
actually the National Day of Prayer, Thursday, May the 2nd. At noon, we have our Capital of Texas event. And Miss Evelyn, I'm so honored to be giving a prayer that day for our media. I know. And so <laughs> I'm excited about that. And um, I tell you what, the Lord is opening doors for me to stay after day. I've also been asked to um, be the camp preacher at a, uh, a local church in Georgetown for their youth camp uh-huh. and uh, for their middle schoolers. I love me some middle schoolers. I am crazy. I don't know why, but I do. I, I love me some Can middle I schoolers. Can I come to that? I'm young enough. Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. That'd be great. We'd love to have you. Uh, that would be a trip, girl. You should come. Um, so I'm super excited about that this summer. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited. I think I'm going to have some time on Friday night. I want to take some friends to go see um, Unplanned. Uh-huh. You know, this movie mm-hmm. set some records last week in its first week, and uh, we just pray that you would consider taking some friends, not only your Christian friends, but grab some teenagers, um, ask their parents first, mm-hmm. grab some girlfriends, and uh, grab the men in your lives and take them to see this movie. Um, I've listened to a few podcasts from Abby Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, who this movie is based off of. She was knee-deep in Planned Parenthood and saw a live abortion, an ultrasound abortion, and it radically changed her mm-hmm. life. And so I'm going to take a box of Kleenex um, and um, um, probably just not wear any makeup and just take a box of Kleenex. Um, but... I'm excited about seeing this movie and the conversations that will follow Mm -hmm. as uh, we talk with our friends and our teenagers about this very, very important topic. We'll be doing some uh, a couple of interviews, I think, in that regard after the the movie gets settled and people, you know, really maybe later after we finish our series. Yeah. But today we're just so excited because of the guest we have. We have a special guest on the line today, friends, Um, Joanne Doyle. You may recognize. That name, uh, Miss Evelyn and I have interviewed her husband Tom Doyle, and together they have formed the dynamic duo. I tell you what, uh, she is the founder of Not Forgotten, a nonprofit group dedicated to ministering to women in the Middle East, reaching out to Jewish and Muslim women with the love of Christ and inspiring others to join them. Her team has visited, has ministered in Israel, the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Afghanistan, India, and right here in the United States. I just want you to think about that just for a second, listening friends, (laughs) what that means to minister in those places where Christians can be killed for coming out and speaking the name of Jesus. She has, uh, obviously, she's married to Tom, and she's been married to Tom for 38 years. Six children, seven grandchildren. And hi, Joanne, we just welcome you to Love Talk. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me here today, Evelyn and Carrie. Oh, my gosh, what a joy to be with you this morning. And happy birthday, Evelyn. <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, when you get old, you can just keep on celebrating. No, no reason to stop. Amen. That oh. is so true. That is so true. Now, uh, Joanne, are you about to leave for Israel again, or did you just get back? No, we are about to leave. We actually leave on Sunday, and oh my gosh, our heart is for Israel. It is one of our most favorite places to go. In fact, we go there probably three or four times a year, 
And we don't just do Bible tours to Israel. We, of course, lead Bible tours, but we also do ministry there. So we will be meeting with Holocaust survivors, which is just the heart of what we do. But we'll also be meeting with Arabs and Muslims in the West Bank because we want people to fall in love with both people groups. Mm. Obviously, God's heart is for the Jew to the Jew first and then to the rest of the world. But we want people to love it, fall in love with both people groups. So that's what we'll be doing as we take a group of, I think it's 48 people this time, on this Bible tour and ministry tour into the heart of of Israel. Wow. I know that your heart is for these people, and we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. I just want to recap our listeners on a few things that we've been talking about here on Love Talk this year in 2019. And one of the topics that we've broached is servant leadership. And what that looks like in the Bible and where we've seen that with the women in the Bible. And uh, we had a great uh, show uh, about Mary and Martha and how uh, sometimes Martha gets a bad rap um, because, you know, she was kind of flitting around and not really sitting at the feet of Jesus. But what we learn about Martha is that Jesus loved her fiercely. Um, mm. She was one of his best friends, and they had such a beautiful relationship, and Mary and Martha loved him so deeply, and Martha was the one that kind of was the planner, and she um, kind of made sure everything was okay, and, and we need Marthas in our lives, and these servant leaders are just, they're, they're just, they kind of are the people that have your backs, and, mm-hmm. um, and they're not afraid of hardship, they don't seek trouble. But they don't run from it either. Mm-hmm. And Joanne, mm-hmm. I feel like that's uh, kind of a basis for your ministry. You're not seeking trouble, but girl, you certainly don't shy away from from it. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, you're right. In the Middle East, there's definitely a lot of turmoil going on, isn't there? We sure see it on the news every time we turn on our TV, don't we? Yes, we do. You're yeah. you're seeking Christ before all else and above all else, though, as you take these trips, mm. right? Oh, gosh. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is definitely an area of turmoil, but where, where everything is the darkest, isn't that where Christ's light shines the brightest? Absolutely. Now, as we talk about servant leaders, um, and Joanne, do you have a favorite servant mm. leader that, yeah, that has inspired you um, yes. over the years? I do. You know, it's so funny when y'all asked that question initially. I have to tell you, it was really hard for me to pick just one. I mean, who doesn't love Ruth? Who doesn't love Deborah or Esther and, and Anna, the prophetess? But you know who I would choose if I had to pick just one? And it's really not just one. It would be the women who accompanied Jesus. Do you remember them, those gals, those group of women? They're just kind of a glimpse of them in Luke 8. And they're the women who provided for Jesus financially, and they followed him. They provided for him. We see them in Luke 8, and then we see them again in Luke 20. I think it's Luke 23 and 24. They're mm-hmm. with him at the cross, and then they're with him. They're the first one that see him resurrected at the tomb. So that's who I would choose. That That's beautiful. You know, we actually did mention, as we, we were going through our series, we actually did mention these groups of women that came along beside Jesus and, and – and made sure that everyone was fed. They, made, you know, I mean, I, I, 
that we need people like that in our lives. And uh, Jesus had a group that just followed him. And uh, Joanna, as we were talking before the show, I think it's kind of funny that we talked about how Jesus was was the first feminist. That's the the conclusion right. that we have come to in, um, over these past few weeks, right, Miss Evelyn? That Jesus loved women fiercely. And he was a voice for women and gave them um, just he 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 allowed them to be seen. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know this is something Mm -hmm. big with you, Joanne, um, Mm -hmm. as you uh, walk into Muslim communities where Mm -hmm. women are not always seen. And Jesus saw women, and he saw them as um, equals, and it was the first time. It was the first time that this had been presented, and um, it's just been so impactful for us. When we return to Love Talk, friends, we'll talk with Joanne. We'll hear some stories from her about the Middle East. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll talk about what it means to be seen Mm -hmm. right after these messages here on Love Talk. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk here on 1120 AM, one-on-one FM, The Bridge. And we are so blessed that you have found the love ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and of course, we have our beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison. And we have a wonderful new friend on the line, Joanne Doyle. Her and her husband have um, just established a ministry over the last 20 years, un chartered ministries and you can find them at that web address unchartered ministries.com where they are ministering to sometimes the forgotten those mm. that um, are not seen now I think I think Joanne our listeners would really benefit from hearing how whenever you and your husband approached this ministry and it was I guess really Tom that that stepped out first um, that you really didn't maybe know where you fit and you didn't you didn't have a heart for muslim women at the time but god but god had another plan can you talk to us about that i sure can i sure can let me go back a little bit if that's okay i I mentioned that my favorite women in scripture are those women that accompany jesus in his ministry the ones that provided for them and in that group of women women was the woman joanna and she was the wife of kuza who was the household manager of herod and she did not do what was expected of her. I mean, she was expected to take care of the household, but yet she broke out what was expected of her, and she found herself following Christ. And that's what I would want to do. I would want to follow Christ. And so that's kind of what Jesus did in my life. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, you know, as I, as you just mentioned, I wasn't particularly drawn to Muslim women. And this is picture. This is before 9-11. So Mm. my husband and I are working in the Middle East. We're leading Bible tours. My husband was a pastor at this time. And so we're leading our church every year or so on Bible tours in Israel. And I would see the Muslim women, you know, in their, you know, garb and their veils. And I felt sorry for them. I mean, it's hot. And there they are, all this black, you know, robes and their, you know, hijabs. And I would feel sorry for them. But, you know, I just... I didn't understand them, and I have to admit that I was a little bit afraid of them. And so, um, again, my heart was more toward the Jews at that point, God's chosen ones, right? But what the Lord did to me is he had to break my heart for them by helping me to understand what life was like behind the veil, so to speak, so that his love could 
rushed in into my broken heart. So basically he did heart surgery on me. So he allowed me to start hearing some of the stories of these Muslim women. So let me just share one quick story with you. I met a Muslim woman, had a conversation with her through a translator, and she was telling me, you know, something. And I noticed that every time she was talking to me, or every time I was talking to her, she would turn her head to the side, you know, her ear facing me. And I finally said to the translator, why does she keep turning her head to me like that? And she said, oh, well, you know, she's a Christian now, but her husband's still a Muslim. And he stuck metal in her ear, so she's deaf in one ear. Mm. And that's why she keeps turning like that. And I thought, he stuck metal in her ear. Mm. And the translator said that so matter-of-factly, because it was so not a big deal, it was so commonplace that her husband would abuse her in such a fashion, that she just went on talking. And I'm still stuck in this moment of he stuck metal in her ear, so she's deaf. And I realized that was so average and commonplace that again my heart just cracked open god's love rushed in and i realized those women behind those veil they are human just as human as me and then my heart just you know god did heart surgery on me my heart just broke for them and i realized my goodness gracious these women behind the veils they're just like us you know, they're just humans, and, and they're not very different. And so then as I started hearing more and more stories of Muslims, gosh, I realized I need to love them. I need to reach out with them. And I started realizing if we as believers in Jesus are not going to reach out with the love of Christ to Muslims, who's going to? You know, we're the only ones that have truth. And so, you know, then 9-11 happened. That shifted our whole paradigm, didn't it, for us as believers? You know, haven't we all learned more terms of, um, you know, Islamic terms than we ever thought we would have in our vocabulary? It's shifted our whole worldview, hasn't it, on how we need to engage Muslims with the love of Christ. So that has opened up our ministry of Uncharted. And Uncharted is our kind of an umbrella ministry and not forgotten is our women's ministry underneath that. So, um, yeah, so that is what we do, reaching out to Muslim women on the other side of the ocean, but also here in America. Well, I think, um, and I, I do want to explore what you do over here um, in the States as well in a minute, but I think the thing that impacts me so much here is the culture of the mm-hmm. Muslim women um, as you travel to the Middle East. Really, the only person equipped to converse with these women is another woman is another woman absolutely right um because if men were to approach these women as you are that would not happen the the love of christ probably would not be able to break through as well as when a woman is approaching these other women talk to us a little bit about the culture there and why that's important for you Right. So first of all, we have to understand that we live in a guilt and innocence society. And in the Middle East, they have an honor and shame, you know, society. So over there, yes, absolutely, you know, women to women, men to men. Now, when they come over here and they integrate into our culture, it is okay for men to have conversations with women. It is a little different here. They're kind of on our turf, so to speak. But yes, over there, definitely much easier for women to communicate to women. So remember, because in their culture, if, you know, they bring shame onto their family, it's not just if they've done something wrong, um, meaning if, you know, they've been raped, 
-hmm. It doesn't just affect them. It affects their whole family. So the only way to restore honor to their family is to get rid of the evidence. So that's why honor killings still take place today, because now by getting rid of the evidence, meaning killing that that woman, sadly, they've restored honor back to their family. Mm. Isn't that horrible? So that is how they think of things. That's why we even see honor killings happening in America. So the only way to restore honor to not just, you know, it affects the whole family. The only way to restore that honor is by getting rid of the evidence. Mm. And that is why they're not horrible. So, um, you know, when you connect with the woman, oh, and excuse me, so let me back up a little bit. So that is why you have a woman that maybe something horrific has happened to her. You know, she's been abused, maybe even in the slightest way. She would never share that with anyone because if she shames her family, she knows that she knows that harm can come to her. Mm -hmm. So she keeps those things hidden inside of her. And we know what that does to us, doesn't it? That just eats us alive. It just burdens our heart. So then we carry that pain and you see these women, women that are so burdened. So how we can come alongside and help women is by helping to share that burden. Jesus has said in Isaiah 61, I have come to set the captives free. I have come to take away and to give them that joy and to, to take that, to set them free, to give them, you know, that all those beautiful things that Isaiah 61 says. And then Jesus comes, remember in Luke and he says, he quotes that verse and he says, that is me. I fulfill this in your midst. And so, you know, that I will, that's one of my favorite passages. In fact, that's our theme of not forgotten. Oh, wow. So, well, I, it, it, the, the, I'm sure there are stories of women who have converted to Christianity in the Middle mm-hmm. East. Now, how does the, how is the dynamic between her and her husband or her and her children? How, how does that all mesh? Um, if right. she's, not going to the mosque and not praying five times a day to Allah. What, how, right. how, how does that work? How, what, what kind of right. stories have you seen there? Right. Well, so many things. One of the things that we have seen and learned over time is that this is a spiritual dynamic, that, of course, that we see play, played out in the pages of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that is that woman is the spiritual gatekeeper of her, of her family. And even though the woman is oppressed in the Islamic culture, she is still the spiritual gatekeeper of her, of her family. So, so often she is the first one that comes to faith in Christ in her family. Yeah. And she does have a spiritual influence in her family. I have seen women come to, I'll tell you one story that is just precious. I met a woman in Jordan. Oh, my gosh, so, so sweet. And she would walk by um, walk by a, a church, a Christian church in Jordan with her little six-year-old son. And every time she would walk by that church, her son would say, Mommy, look at that building over there. He did not know it was a church. She's six years old. He'd say, Look, it's glowing. That church, that building is glowing. Mm-hmm. And she would look across, and he, she would say, We can't go in. And he wanted to go in. We can't go in there, honey. That's a Christian building we can't go in there but look at it, it's on it's glowing something's a light's coming out of that building and mm. every time he would go by he would want to go in there because it was glowing finally after five or six times she finally gave in his pleadings they went in the building in the back and she said i heard the singing and the words to the song and i just she said i was undone and she said every once in a while that would sneak in the back because he would beg her to and she said, I would listen to those words, and it was like liquid gold just melting her heart. Mm-hmm. And one time she said she came in the back. Here she is dressed in all of her Muslim garb. And, of course, our friend and our leader, he said they saw them walk in each time. And one time when they came in, they weren't singing. 
he was preaching, and she said, as soon as she walked in, I switched my words and I shared the gospel. But eventually, she does come to faith in Christ. Wow. And she says, she comes to faith in Jesus, and of course, her little son does. They live in a little teeny tiny one or two room house. And as soon as she comes to faith in Jesus, she starts growing. And by the way, I met her at a Bible study. And she could not take, she could not take her, her Bible into her home, but she stopped praying five times a day during the call to prayer. And she said every time that she would not pray, her husband would beat her. But she Mm -hmm. said, I'd rather take that beating than to pray to Allah. So these women many times are ready to pay the price. It's, she said it was worth it to get a beating and not pray to Allah and to have Jesus as my savior. So, you know, they're willing to pay the price. Now, that does not necessarily happen every time, mm-hmm. but she does say this. She said, oh, my gosh, I know my husband sees the change in me, and I know one day he's going to come to faith in Christ. Wow. So, you know, yeah. women are strong creatures. Mm-hmm. And I tell Amen. you what, God God has made women in a very unique an amazing way. And like you said, um, to impact our families and to impact those around us. What a beautiful picture of a woman who's in a hajib and a veil, um, really seeing the true Christ and seeing mm-hmm. the truth um, as she walks her son past a church. And to, to be so impacted by music and by the word of God, as she mm-hmm. said, drops of liquid gold. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. That's an absolutely beautiful picture of what Christ does in us. Oh, friends, you'll want to hear more from Joanne Doyle in our next segment. I can't wait for you to hear about the things that she's doing with Not Forgotten, the things that she's doing here in the States as well. Join us back on Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You found the love, ladies. It's so great to have you today as we continue our series on women in the word, and we are now discussing women of the word. Friends, are you a woman of the word? Do you want to be a woman of the word? Uh, I encourage you to go to our archives, Love Talk Network. We had a fresh new look in our Love Talk Network, and I encourage you to go there and find our archives and just... um you know, click on a show. Uh, we've had some phenomenal, phenomenal teachings over the last three months that have rocked my world. Miss um, Evelyn's been doing this for 35 years, and she says that mm. we've never done, she's never done just a series on women. And what she has found is that the men are the ones that are calling and texting and writing us notes online because they're so impacted by this message. And what we found is that, you know what, Jesus was the first feminist and we're discovering our influence and our voice as women. What we call real feminism does not disparage and degrade men or others in order to improve our standing as women. In fact, we should champion our men. Real feminine does not, feminism does not sacrifice the lives of the innocent in order to make life easier. But instead, real feminism faces difficult challenges with courage. It engages with respect, and it seeks true wisdom in working toward dynamic solutions to a hope-filled future. Now, Joanne, 
I, I really believe that's exactly what you do. You engage with respect and you mm-hmm. seek true wisdom as you're working towards um, just showing people Jesus's love. Mm-hmm. A lifestyle. A lifestyle, right? Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And tell us about this sweet Bible study in Jordan where uh, you mm-hmm. had some, you had Muslim women coming into this Bible study. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, you know, just to meet with these women that are former Muslims, we call them MBBs, so Muslim background believer. And, oh, gosh, so we gathered at the church, um, an above-ground church, so that's it's okay to have those in Jordan, and it's got a cross. It's a building. It's got a cross on top, but we met at an off day, at off time, and the women all kind of come and gathered, and one by one, they walked in with their hijabs on. Some of them had just the slit in their eyes, and some of them, you know, their faces were showing, but their heads were covered, so they all walked in fully veiled and one by one, as they all arrived and everyone was there, they shut the door, they shut the window, they locked the door, and then they all took off their hijabs. Mm-hmm. And boy, I don't know if you've seen a woman do that. You can go online and do that, kind of and look at pictures of women taking off their hijabs. They look totally different mm-hmm. when they take them off. It is astounding. And before we started studying the Bible, I said, you know, could, could we just go around and could everybody tell you, tell us your stories? Because don't we all have a story to share? And it was amazing to hear their stories. I mean, talk about, you were talking, Carrie, about going to see Unplanned, which I cannot wait to see that movie, um, with a box of Kleenex in your hand. Mm -hmm. That's what I needed at this Bible study. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Some of them, one woman had told me that she had a stroke um, Mm -hmm. in Syria. She was a refugee, and she had a stroke, and Jesus came to her in the middle of that stroke and touched her and healed her body. Mm-hmm. And that was through that, afterwards, she came to faith in Christ. And just the whole long story was just, it was it was incredible. And then the other one was the woman with her little son who, you know, saw the church glowing and her whole long story. And it was just each one of them had an amazing story. And neat, none of them were short. They were all long, and it was a long series of, you know, several months or a year or so before they came to faith in Christ. Another one, her husband was an imam. And um, she came to faith in Jesus, and now her husband has come to faith in Jesus. So, I mean, just these astounding stories that, you know, you could write a book on every single one of them. But Jesus will not be boxed in. He writes the best stories and just amazing. And now these women gather every single week, former Muslims, and they are studying the Word of God together. They are growing in their faith. Mm-hmm. Isn't that incredible? What have, what have you and, and Tom done or just recently? Uh, you're in America now. Uh, are you going back pretty quickly or you've got something going in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Yes. Yeah, so we are going to Israel on Sunday. So we continue to lead Bible studies. But, yes, we do a lot of work. We live here in the Dallas area. But we do. So, you know, let me ask you this question. Do you remember back in the day praying for the 1040 window? 
Mm-hmm. You know, that longitude, mm-hmm. latitude, Lord, send missionaries to the 1040 window. That was the most difficult area um, for the gospel to be penetrated. And that's the whole Middle East peace. And, and we used to pray, Lord, send missionaries to the 1040 window. Well, you know how God in his um, higher ways and in his sense of humor has answered that prayer <laughs> as he has sent the 1040 window to us. You know, mm-hmm. all the nations are gathered out our windows, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And the missionaries that we prayed for us. And so, yes, God has called us to the nations, but he's also called all of us to the nations as well. And so we, um, one of the things that Tom and I do is we speak at churches around the country. And so my, um, my encouragement to all of you listening today is to be um, a, a missionary right where you live. And you don't even have to add anything to your to-do list. So what I would encourage you to do is as you're out and about your day, whether it's at work, whether it's, you know, taking your children to school, whether it's going doing errands at the grocery store, is to engage the people that you see. Um, So if you're at the store or doing errands and you see, for instance, a woman with a hijab on with a veil, the first thing I would encourage you to do is to show her that you see her. I think it's so easy to pretend that we don't see them and kind of take our grocery cart and go the other direction or pretend that we look, you know, see through her. And we have all had that happen before, haven't we, where we have someone that we know has seen us, but they pretend that they don't see us. Mm-hmm. And that hurts, doesn't it? I mean, that really does hurt. And Muslim women have that happen all the time. And I think what that does is that reinforces the lie that these Muslim women have been taught their whole life, and that is that they don't matter, that they're invisible, that they're less than, and we reinforce the lie that that they're unseen. So the first thing that we need to do is to show them that we see them. And gentlemen, you can do this too. This is not, you know, they're in our country now. You can show them that you see them. Make eye contact and smile. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is to say hello. You know, how are you? And welcome to our country. Or, you know, if it's someone at your school or your neighborhood, engage them in conversation. My husband and I always chuckle and say, if a Muslim moves in in your neighborhood, don't call 911. (laughs) You know, bring them brownies or something, invite them over for dinner, but Mm -hmm. try to develop a friendship. So that is the first thing is try to develop a friendship because what Muslims are longing for here in our country, they have left their country because they're dissatisfied with something. And um, so we need to engage them in friendship because we are the only ones as followers of Jesus that have the truth to offer them. And if we are not going to give them the truth of Jesus, who will? Well, I, you know, I've heard you say before, Joanne, that um, Muslims are not the problem. Islam mm-hmm. is the problem. Exactly. And God made people for us to love, whether they have a hijab mm-hmm. on or not. And God wants us to see those women. Yes. And I, I, it, was a, it was a beautiful picture of kind of the fear that has been instilled in us as Americans that every single Muslim is is terrible, is a terrorist. And that right. is just patently false. Exactly. And, um, you know, so many people have fled oppression and have fled just horrible situations in order to come to the best country on the planet. Mm-hmm. And they're here. And it's our job now to step up. And step out and not operate from a spirit of fear. Amen. But to operate out of a spirit of love. 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 there is actually a Muslim woman that works at our local Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we... she wears her hajib, and um, it's not veiled. But one day, I just asked her, I said, is it hard for you to work in a Christian mm-hmm. um, store? Um, that's openly Christian. And she said, no, most people are very nice. Most people are very kind, but it was difficult to just step out. She said, I, I actually wanted to start working in a place where I thought people would be kind to me. Oh, wow. And I just, wow. my heart broke for her and I just yeah. thought, wow, but what a great place for her to be, um, working to see the love of Jesus and to, Amen. um, and to be surrounded by that, and I pray that as Christians, um, that that's what she's seeing on a day-to-day basis. Mm, yes, right? me too. Right? Yeah. Um, because I, I think the first couple of times that I went in there and I saw her, I was I was frankly a little bit shocked. Like, mm-hmm. wow, what's going on here? And, and then I thought, mm-hmm. Carrie, you're being so silly. Like, that is a human. That is a woman. You know? Right, and that's, right, that's what right. you're saying, right, Joanne? Absolutely. I mean, we are all created in the image of God, right? Mm -hmm. We have more in common than we do different, but Satan is the one that wants us to see the differences as opposed to similarities. What I tell people all the time, Evelyn and Carrie, is that when we back off and when we shy away, who we're really partnering with is Satan and not God. Mm -hmm. And if we think about it in those terms, then it will help us to step forward instead of stepping backwards. Yeah. Because I don't want to partner with the enemy. I want to partner with Jesus. He's the one that says, follow me. And I want to follow him and not the enemy, right? Well, and so, the enemy is yeah. the one that tells us these lies, right? And Absolutely. Um, God commands us Absolutely. to love one another, right? Miss Evelyn, That's isn't right. that the, the, um, the theme for National Day of Prayer this year is yeah. to love one another just as Christ loved us and that's Ephesians 4:34 and what a powerful mm-hmm. message that is for all of us as we sometimes tend to stay in our own little bubbles sometimes we mm-hmm. we tend to just um I, I don't know. Only socialize with those that are that are like us, like us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And God commands us to love all people. Friends, I, I can't believe this, friends. We only have one segment left here on Love Talk <laughs> as we talk to Joanne Doyle. Uh, she is um, one of the founders of Unchartered Ministries, and her sub ministry for women is called Not Forgotten. Isn't that what we all crave and what we all want? Find out more about Not Forgotten in one of her local ministries called Seam right after these messages here on Love Talk. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We are here on Love Talk. Well, friends, I have made a mistake, and I think if you would ask any of my players that have played for me, you would know that I make many of them. Um, I have been pronouncing this incorrectly. It is Uncharted Ministries. Uncharted, as in, like, not on the map or off the map, off the beaten path, off the beaten path. So, (laughs) unchartedministries.com. Thank you, Joanne, for correcting Mm -hmm. me. I really appreciate that, and I apologize for the mistake. No problem. It's okay. Uncharted Ministries. Now, uh, your ministry under that is not forgotten, um, and you do some wonderful work here in the States uh, with – kind of these one-day seminars that you have titled Seen. Tell us a little bit about those. 
Yes. Oh, they are so much fun. We call them scene gatherings where we gather together. If you'd ever like to have one, please let us know. You can jump on our website, which is called unchartedministries.com. And what we do is we gather together in someone's home or at your church, and you can bring your friends. And it will start off in the morning, and we will just inspire you what God and tell you what God is doing in right here, either in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or in your area, how he is reaching Muslims with the love of Christ. We'll tell you inspiring stories. We'll just kind of fill you in on everything. And then we'll commission you, and we'll actually go out with you and engage Muslims and show you how easy it is to engage them in conversation, show you how amazingly loving and kind and open how open they are to friendship. Then we'll regather, we'll come back together, we'll be all excited and, and just share and revel in how precious they are and how amazing God is. So we'll do that, and um, you will have so much fun, and then you'll be prepared to do it by yourself after mm. we leave. Wonderful scene gatherings. You're putting everything um, right out there at the forefront and then taking women to use these skills in practical ways to, exactly. to interact with um, with a community of, of women that are out there. They're all around us. Um, I know there in the Dallas area you have a very uh, high population, Muslim population. Um, and so, you know, our radio show is because of the, because of the internet and the app, uh, is broadcast all over the world. So we pray that some of these tools will be used, um, to further conversations and relationships and to show the love mm-hmm. of Christ. Now, Miss Evelyn, you were talking about, um, a ministry here in Austin that's been going on for 50 years. Mm-hmm. It'll be 50 years, uh, well, wow. this year with a completion. It's called International Friendship. Uh, and I have not been involved in it in the last, say, 20 years, but I served as uh, the chairman of the steering committee, and we, we have churches throughout Austin help support it and help pick up internationals because many were coming in those early days to the University of Texas with husbands, and they didn't, they didn't know how to catch a bus. They didn't know how to go to the grocery store. And so it was just we, it, we built it to the point that we finally were able to show the Jesus movie and uh, mm-hmm. I wrote a curriculum for Vacation Bible School, uh, and that program is still going today. It's going mm-hmm. at First Baptist, uh, First No, that's the Hyde Park Baptist Church is the mm-hmm. physical facility. But there are many of the other churches in town that support that provide. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, you can you can call Hyde Park and they'll give you the, the details for it. And wow. you have to have a place to start. You know, when you mm-hmm. see even a small child that's not being cared for properly, it, the heart of a Christian says, get get involved, go ahead, be friendly, mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a friend of Jesus. And so that's basically I, the way I see so many of those that, uh, and I've noticed it, it runs in some stores. There's one particular store in Austin that has a lot of women uh, uh, who are uh, Islamic. And mm-hmm. they they do as good a job as my next door neighbor does. So absolutely, you know. And mm-hmm. I always smile and say thank you or how are you mm-hmm. today. And you never know mm-hmm. what God's going to do with it. That's right. You just don't know. A smile can go a long way. So in that same vein, Joanne, could you what if you could talk to all of our Muslim friends out there today, women friends mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. What would you say? 
Mm, yes. Well, thank you for that opportunity, Carrie. I would say, sweet Muslim friend, you are welcome in our country. And if I could see you face to face, the first thing I would do is, is give you a hug. And I would tell you that you are loved by the God that made you. And he has loved you with an everlasting love. And he has counted the hairs on your head. He has created you in his image. Mm. He has woven you together in your mother's womb. You are intimately and fearly loved. He has called you by name. You are his, and he wants you to be not only the one that he made, he wants you to be his child. He is inviting you to be his child. He wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. And so my prayer is for you that he would reveal himself to you and you would respond in relationship to him. So if you have not yet had a dream of Jesus, I am praying that you will have a dream of Jesus, that you would come to know him as your Lord and Savior. And if I could meet you face to face, I would tell you all those things. But if not, I pray that Jesus would bring a follower of Jesus into your life and that um, that person would share the love of Jesus with you. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Oh, thank you, Joanne. Now, to our Christian friends who may not understand this culture, who may not, who may be mm-hmm. operating out of a, a place of fear um, mm-hmm. and, and just not understanding, what would you say to those people? Mm. I would say my brothers and sisters in Christ both, I would say, oh, please just open your eyes and open your heart. Remember, all of us are created in the image of God. That would be the Jew, the Greek, the Gentile, including the Muslims. So please remove the fear. Allow the Lord to remove the fear and to open your eyes to see that you have been given a great gift. And God wants us to share that gift with everyone, including the Muslims. And so to move forward, to be a surgeon and not a doctor, And what I mean by that, they say that the difference between a surgeon and a doctor is this. When a doctor sees blood, he backs up. But when a surgeon sees blood, he moves forward and he wants to see where that blood is coming from. Mm. So be a surgeon and move forward. When you see a Muslim, move forward and bring the love of Jesus in. Because you may be the one that is so blessed to bring a Muslim to faith in Christ. And, you know, when you meet a Muslim, you don't have to go straight to the gospel, but sprinkle the seed of love because God has said in his word they will know us by our love mm-hmm. so begin loving Muslims and then trying to build a friendship establish a friendship and don't be shy with sharing the gospel remember Muslims are not shy about their faith and they will respect us more if we are not shy about our faith and if we can lovingly share our faith with them again you may be the one that is so blessed to lead a Muslim to faith in Christ what an honor what a, what a gift that would be so don't be shy. You can do this. Wow. Thank you for your words of wisdom, uh, your words of encouragement. I just want to remind our friends that Joanne has co-authored a book called Breakthrough, The Return of Hope to the Middle East. What? Mm-hmm. And I know that book is filled with stories of hope and stories of encouragement as Joanne and her husband, Tom, have championed this cause for um, for the last 20-plus years. Thank you, Joanne, for joining us. Could you please tell our listening friends one more time how they can find you and get in touch with you? 
Yes, we are on unchartedministries.com. And also, real quick, Tom, is, my husband has written a book, Dreams and Visions, and mm-hmm. all true stories about Muslims mm-hmm. having dreams and visions. He's written a couple other books that are mm-hmm. awesome, Killing Christians, Standing in the Fire. But together, we're writing a new book right now called Women Who Risk. So it's all stories about women in the Middle East. And there's some great stories there, too. So mm-hmm. we love telling the true stories that showcase God and what he's doing. But, yeah, so great stories on unchartedministries.com. And that's also if you would ever want to do a scene gathering, you can find out more about those there, too. And Evelyn and Carrie, I just can't thank you enough for having me on your show today. And so thank you so much. Well, you well, are. We thank you, yeah. Joanne. And will you tell your sweet hubby, we love him, too. And oh, we're, I will. And we, we will be you. praying for you as you make this trek uh, mm. to a place that uh, desperately needs the love of the Lord mm. Jesus. Absolutely. Well, thank, you. thank you so much. Absolutely. We're in such good company today with Joanne. And I love what Joanne said as she was describing these believers, these uh, in Jordan, they're called Muslim background believers, MBBs. But I think something that you may have missed, friends, she said they worship at an above ground church. You know, these women are allowed to go to a church that's above ground. That's not even something that we even think about here in the States. The culture, the, the, just everything surrounding worshiping Jesus is so different in the Middle East. Don't take it for granted, friends. We are so blessed to live in an amazing country where we can worship Christ above ground. But it's our choice. And every single day, we make that choice. Just as these women entered that building, and one by one, they unwrapped their hijab, and they revealed their faces. And Joanne said they looked completely different as they took off their veils, as they took off their headdress. What a beautiful picture of what Christ does in our lives. When he comes into our hearts and he cleanses us of our sins, friends, he makes us a brand new creation in him. It's as if we're taking off the veil. We're taking off the covering. We're taking off that hijab. We're, we're removing the scales from our eyes. And for the first time, maybe we're seeing the truth with a capital T of who the Savior of this world truly is. Allah is a God that many times is cruel and not personal. Whereas we serve a God, Jesus Christ, who is 100% personal, 100% true, and 100% real in our lives every single day. Friends, as you go about your journeys, I pray that you would see each person you encounter as a creation of God, as a human, as a person who is loved and valued And I pray that you would seek ways to interact with people that are different from you. Friends, find a local church where you can worship Christ. Find a church that believes in the Bible and that preaches the Bible. We love you so much here on Love Talk. Thank you for being with us today as we continue to not only talk about women, but how women impact men and how men impact women and how together 
we can further the kingdom of Christ. For Miss Evelyn Davison, for our beautiful guest, Joanne Doyle, thank you for joining us. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we will see you next time here on Love Talk.